This is Abacus. I'm Bob the CPA. My guest today is Linda Harris. Hi, I'm Linda Harris. I am a CPA in a small rural community in the state of Montana. Like a lot of us, Linda assumed she'd go the traditional public accounting route, but then life threw her a curveball. I started down the traditional path, but then took a a little fork in the road to get married and have a child. Today, she runs her own firm in Montana, and she's the president of the Accounting and Financial Women's Alliance. Find out how she keeps some variety in her work without living in a big city, what she looks for when hiring, and how you can start getting more involved in professional organizations. All this coming up on Abacus. Let's go. Learn everything you need to know to have a successful and fulfilling accounting career. Whether you're on the partner track or you're making your own path, this is Abacus. Hello and welcome back to The Abacus Show, where I am searching for accountants who have blazed their own trail instead of following a more traditional career path. In this episode, you'll hear from Linda Harris. She lives in rural Montana, but she didn't let that stop her from building her accounting career and opening up her own firm. We'll talk about how she did it, and she'll share a little bit about professional networking. I've never been very good at participating in professional organizations. I know they're a great way to network, meet people, and learn a lot. But whenever I go to events, everyone seems to already know each other. And it's tough being at your first meeting and being the new person in the group. If you've ever felt that way, be sure to listen through to the end of this interview. Because Linda is the president of AFWA, that's the Accounting and Financial Women's Alliance, And after she shares her career story, she'll give you some pointers to help you get more involved in whatever organizations you're a part of, whether that's your local CPA society or if you go and check out the AFWA. As always, you can get a little bit more information about everything we talk about today, as well as some links to other interesting topics at the show notes to today's episode. Just simply head on over to abacusshow.com slash 303. That's enough for me. Let's get right into the interview with Linda Harris. Before you got to working for your own shop, what was kind of your career path out of school and that led you to where you are today? Well, I, I started down the traditional path, but then uh, took a, uh, a little fork in the road to get married and have a child. So then I went back to school late in, in life. I was a, non, well, a non-traditional student. And I, in between that time, I worked for a CPA and realized that I still had the bug for, for that. That was my original path and decided to, to further pursue my education and get my degree. So I did that. And then after that, opened up my own practice. That is awesome. So you just went and got your degree, got your CPA and we're like, I'm going to do this for myself now. Well, kind of. <laughs> um, I my <laughs> I had I had decided at that point that I was kind of out of I, I wanted to go down not the nonprofit path. I kind of thought that perhaps my accounting degree uh, with my passion for nonprofits could be a really good fit, <clears throat> and that I could bring more to the table than just that passion. Um, but then my husband uh, took he his family owns uh, a bunch of banks, and so we moved to a small community for him to take over. The the, the local bank that was there. And so I didn't want to make the commute back and forth to our larger metropolis. So he encouraged me to go ahead and open my own practice since I'd already been working for a CPA. So I had, I, I did have some background. So it wasn't, it wasn't totally right out of school. That's really interesting. I always love hearing these stories about how people kind of found their way to where they are today, because it's usually never where they thought they'd be 10 years ago. 
Yeah, I actually, I actually wanted to go the route that you that you are now not that you are interviewing me about not going down. I wanted to go to work for a, a, at that time a big eight firm. I wanted to do the whole auditing thing <laughs> when I was uh, right out of high school. That that would have been the path I would have taken. Very cool. And do you feel like you've missed out on anything not going that route, or do you feel like you've had? I guess it could be not an either or, but do you feel like you've also had some other experiences that you might not have gotten if you went that way? Yeah, no, I, you know, I don't really think that I'm, that I missed out on, on that. Um, you know, I, I do like the auditing side. I don't do any auditing now. You know, I'm a sole practitioner that it just isn't, it just isn't practical. So, you know, that side, that side of the, the business, maybe seeing some of the larger, you know, having some, a larger client base, um, more industry might, might have been more interesting. You know, I'm doing a lot of, um, we have the only palladium mine in North America is 14 miles from where I live. So I, you know, I do a lot of, of W2s around the, the mine for the miners. And, and like I said, I'm in a rural environment. So I do ranching and, and all of those kinds of things, not a fortune 500 company out there. But that's really cool that even though you are so remote out there, it's, there's a lot of variety still of the different kinds of stuff you can do. So I guess you said the mining and then the ranching, and then there's got to be some farmers around. I mean, there's, there's still a lot of different stuff going on. And, and one of the things when I first opened my practice that I was totally unprepared for was the number of out of st- different states I would do tax returns that we would do in, in conjunction with doing the federal tax returns. We have a number of clients that have that have moved away. We continue to do their returns, maybe because it is a small community. I, I pick up mom and dad that live here, and, and now I have daughter and her husband who live on the East Coast and their son who lives on who also lives on the East Coast. I do have a really big variety of, of clients. And when you were working for the other CPA firm, what kind of work were you doing with them? I started out just as as secretarial. So, uh, you know, doing all of the basic making photographs of tax returns, copies, the the old days. Uh, That was even before computer time um, that we did that. And so I basically started at the bottom. And it didn't take me very long to to know that I really, that that was really my calling and that I really wanted to pursue getting my degree and, and, you know, do more than just clerical. And I was doing some tax returns, but I, I wanted to get into the to the meat of it a little bit more. So once you decided that you kind of wanted to expand your skill set and move up in there, what were some skills you learned along the way that you think helped you kind of get to where you are today? I think my, my, obviously my delegation, I went back to school for the majority of it. I was a single mom. I, and I worked full time at the same time as as taking my my accounting degree, getting my degree, I don't think I ever took less than nine credits during during the course of either a semester or a quarter. And so I think the the delegation um, was was huge for for me. Time management was was very important. Um, I find that especially now that I'm in practice myself because I kind of I, I don't just get to meet with the clients and and do the stuff I like to do. I have to do the other stuff like manage employees and <laughs> payroll and you know making sure that there's enough you know that bills are paid and and all of the stuff that isn't as exciting. That's another common thing I've uh, been talking to a lot of people recently and. I noticed you didn't once say, well, I needed to study tax regs or I needed to learn, you know, how to use this audit software. I mean, 
a lot of people early in their career seem to be very focused on the technical side and they don't focus as much as I think a lot of people should spend maybe a little bit more time learning these other skills on the other side. So that's really cool that you uh, kind of went all that way. Yeah, and you know, and the and the people skills. Uh, quite frankly, being in the being in the front office when I started, you know, that was that that to me was huge because you know I got to deliver some bad news, you know, like hey, you owe X number of dollars. I, I really got to to deal with the personalities and like you said not the not just the technical not how to spit it out you know to the, to let the software spit it out i had to deal with those people and think more about their their whole picture and not just not just this little moment that i was that we were dealing with and going back to when you were just going back to school are there any maybe tips or advice or kind of what would you tell yourself at that time period to kind of help you get through i know there's a lot of people who maybe want to go back and switch, maybe they're doing a career change to accounting or they started out kind of like you and took a little break and are now going back. Uh, is there any advice you would give yourself at that time period? Well, one of the fir- first things that I had to learn only because I think I had some life experience was is that um, taking tests you take for the textbook, not for life. So that, that I had a professor that told me, because I could make every answer on the test almost be right, you know, in this scenario. Well, this could happen in this situation. Um, really just abs- absorbing the information, not being afraid to ask questions and to, to let your life experiences come out and, and be practical because you are getting a lot of like technical and while the technical is very good it's not what you're going to encounter I I remember one of my first projects that I did with a a group project we had to go to a business we were going to set up their accounting system their software accounting system and he he brought out a box that was full of receipts and bank statements and check stubs. And the traditional students, the younger students, they were at a loss. They didn't have any idea where to start or even what any of that was. And so my past experiences allowed me to not be quite so um, overwhelmed by the project. And now that you're running your own shop and you said, do you hire staff or are you a solo practitioner? Or how does I do. That work? You do. So I, I, I have I have support staff. I'm the only professional in the office, but I have a I have a a paraprofessional and then um, office staff. And so I guess when you're looking to hire a, another paraprofessional, what are the kind of skills you're looking for, basically at the interview stage or when you're reviewing resumes? Kind of what kind of skills or attitudes or pretty much anything? What do you look for when you're deciding who to hire? Well, the the technical the technical skills are important. Um, you know, being being familiar with computers. Um, I don't get bo- I don't get overly bogged down necessarily with the programs that you're experienced with. Just the fact that you actually have that kind of experience, because I think you can you can be taught to run a program. It's a lot harder to teach you if you never have, if you don't have any kind of computer knowledge kind of thing um most important is your is their uh, ability to to learn their engagement their their leadership and their initiative um i've found a couple of times i think in the past that initiative is not necessarily something that you can that you can instill in people that if they don't have the initiative to take on new tasks or to um, to learn new tasks, then it doesn't always work well. Do you have any any ways, uh, questions you ask, or any other ways to to kind of screen for initiative during the interview process, or is that something you kind of just are luck of the draw on once they start working for you? 
I ask about tasks that they maybe did in other at their other job, um, you know, experiences that they've had in their other job. So one question I did ask was, we have a tickler file system where I, you know, I try to manage projects that are coming up. I, I asked if, if someone had experience in, in managing that kind of thing. I was, and the response I got back was not firm-wise, but I did set up something similar, an Excel spreadsheet similar for me to manage my kinds of projects. So, you know, there's, I think there's ways to, to ask about past experience and then find out what kind of initiative they might take on their own. Am I correct? You're, you're currently the, the national president of uh, AFWA. Is that right? I am. I am. Yes. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. So would you mind telling us uh, just a little bit about, uh, it's the the Accounting and Finance or Financial Women's Alliance, right? Correct. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, I joined that as as a student when I was, uh, when I was back in the non-traditional um, mode. It was one of the smartest, I think, decisions that I made. It has provided me with all kinds of opportunities to gain some of the skills that, um, that I wouldn't, that I didn't get in college. Some of those, um, I call them success, success skills instead of soft skills, but some of the leadership roles, the networking and the mentoring is phenomenal. You know, we're a national organization. We do have chapters throughout the country. So uh, members have an opportunity if there is a chapter close that they can, that they can join that. I've have through that, I have a support system and a basically a research system that is kind of unlimited. So I don't have a lot of sales tax experience because we don't have sales tax in, in Montana, but obviously I have a whole network of people that as my clients, as our borders kind of start to fade away and I have clients that are dealing with it, I now know I have resources where I can go and get the knowledge that I need or even the ability to tell my client we need to engage with someone else because this is above and beyond what, what I have the capability of doing. I'm guilty of joining an organization like that and then just not participating in anything. I was wondering if you have any advice for people if maybe they just want to go check it out now or if they're already members but they're not actively participating. What's the best way for them to start getting involved and actually getting out there and getting these benefits? I'm a real proponent that you get out of it what you put into it as well and that it is a, that it is a, true, a true two-way street. Um, AFWA has wonderful opportunities if you're fortunate to have a chapter where you can get involved on committee levels or to go to the, to the uh, monthly lunch or dinner meetings where there's always continuing ed. You know, I, I think taking that first step is always hard, but it's, it's the best thing that anybody can do going forward in their career. Yeah. Again, just me personally, it's, it's always tough, especially if you move to a new city or something and going out and it's, you're going to a room of just complete strangers, but everyone's been very friendly everywhere I've been going. So, I mean, it can't hurt to just go check out one of these lunches or a dinner and take, you know, worst case scenario, you get a little CPE out of it. And best case, you know, you're, you're moving forward, building your network and learning some new skills. Exactly. Exactly. There are also some um, like full day seminars. We have an annual conference. We just finished the one in Denver that it, that was the end of October. Um, next year, we're excited. We're in Alexandria, Virginia. We're in Washington, D.C. So we think we'll have some great CPE, some great networking and, and some great sightseeing as well. Yeah, you can't beat that. That's awesome. 
Linda, before I let you go today, is there anything I haven't asked you about that you want to make sure the audience of mostly professional accountants, but they might be aged, you know, 20 to 35. Uh, do you have any advice for them or anything I just should have asked you about? You know, not not to be afraid to to take the fork in the road, to think outside the box. Um, you know, there's there's a lot more to accounting than you know than the traditional path um, that we all think we start out on. And um, I have found it to be really a dynamic career opportunity, and I I still like it, even though I'm about to enter in tax in my like 32nd tax season. Well, I will let you go and get back to that because I know you're going to be very busy coming up. Uh, thank you so much, Linda. I really appreciate you coming on the show today. All right. Thanks. All right, folks, that wraps us up for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, could you please do me one quick favor? It's real easy. Just tell your friends and coworkers how much you like the show, either at the water cooler or by sharing a quick post on LinkedIn. Every new listener helps keep the show going, and I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot, and I'll see you next time.